Let's do it. Stop it, stop it, nope. stop it. Ah. I, I was so slow. I almost got it. And it's, it's, I, it's like you know when the song it's ends, your one right? Job. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my one job. There are a lot of jobs here, Sarah. I, Which one I don't do think you, you appreciate you're doing well, Alex? <laughs> your one job in that moment, right? <laughs> Did you say which one do I do well? <laughs> Which one do you think you're doing well? Thanks, buddy. Uh, I a question. It's like an like interview thing. You could, you could, there could be lots of correct answers there. I'm trying to backpedal this so it's not so mean. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Back Your Mics. We are the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. I'm Alex in Portland with Megan. Hello. Uh, that mean voice you just heard is in the Bay Area. That's Ezra and Sarah. Hello. Hey. We are a mean voice. <laughs> a unified... Half of a mean each. Uh, Oh, if you were both half mean, then you'd be reverting to the mean. Oh. Um, mm. That I'm wasn't not, good. I'm, I'm required to give nice. you like courtesy laughs the next three jokes, Alex. Because <laughs> you asked what part I'm doing well. This part. Uh, so we have two very special new guests joining us uh, from Southern California this time. We have, and you have to keep track of this. It's another Sarah, but our only Kyle. Welcome. Thank to you me. for yeah. having us. Hey, thanks for having us. Real happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you could have sounded more earnest when you said that oh i was being earnest yeah. oh okay uh i should let you guys know though also before the show might be a little goofy today because i just had um some medicine stabbed into my back oh Ooh. penicillin uh, stabbed into my spine well it's a, it's a placebo but i'm real loopy from it <laughs> i have a very low tolerance for placebos yeah i hear that just love the way. testing out material on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love the way Sheldon said that when he got it. He got like, I don't know, an epidural. What, what did he get? He oh, got something. I forgot about that. You're right. And he just the way he described it was I got medicine stabbed into my spine. It's just real medical sounding. I liked it. I think it's probably, probably like what they give football was... players in the like late 80s to make sure that they could still play football. It's oh, what... right, the spike or something? Yeah, whatever thing. Concussions? No, when they'd have like sore knees and ankles and then they shouldn't be running on it, they'd just give them an injection and then they'd play and then all their cartilage gets shredded. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, when Sheldon was playing through it and there was all that macho, like, you got to play injured, I felt like that's the what they're going to cut back to when he can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we're uh, okay, I'm going to ask. Which of you four <laughs> is currently chewing on a squeaky toy? Sorry, that's me. Wait, wait, wait. Why would you think it's only uh, one of us? It's uh, terrible aggression issues and only stays calm if we get him to squeaky panda. Um, so we, we kept the collar off our dog but neglected to hide all of his squeaky toys. <laughs> Um, we're, we're really, uh, very professional podcasters here in Los Angeles and have a lot of experience yes. doing this. We should know how to do this by now. <laughs> Just so you know, guys, you're nailing this. It's going really well. You guys really seem to understand the theme of the show. Um, so. Oh man, that was good. So let's get into it. We're, this is uh, episode fourteen point oh five of Top Chef. Uh, Smoke them if you got them is the official name of this episode. Um, it's good name. It's good name. And it does feel like people were smoking something different in the quick fire than they were during the uh, the rest of it. Um, before before we get started on the quick fire, though, we get our little pre show moment where they're hanging out, dealing with yesterday's. <laughs> Yeah. Kyle, yeah. you need to calm down. I'm just getting real burnt. I didn't like the first I didn't like the quick fire challenge, so I'm getting real heated about it. <laughs> uh I get, I just want to bring up a moment before the quick fire comes out where they're they're after last episode, everybody is uh telling Brooke she did okay, but no one is telling bad attitude that she's alright, except for Brooke. Um and well, that's, uh, a trickle, that's a trickle down uh validation theory, right? That's just a word. Uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. I just, it was weird that Emily was so upset that other people's friends were being nice to their friends and not to the stranger that is in the room with them. If, I mean, I keep on saying it, someone should have gone on the show to make friends, right? Like, that, it <laughs> comes in handy at several key moments. Oh, what did, um... <laughs> Kyle disagrees. Emily, we have a <laughs> special, 
special uh, guest appearance from Emily here, growling about how no one is friends with her. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, I keep reading because the first episode of this season. What did Emily just rip in half? Important. <laughs> I'm plowing ahead, you guys. Okay, just keep plow plowing. Ahead. Uh, very early in the season, I think the first episode, Emily was like, "I could keep. I always get fired for having a bad attitude," and so I keep waiting for it to rear. And it seemed like maybe it was going to be this week, and then she's pretty chill. She's yeah. getting better and better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't think she does have a bad attitude. I think that. Oh, at least not on the show. We haven't really seen it at all. Very, the very first or maybe second episode when she was upset about half of the contestants being prior chefs, she said something kind of complainy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had their time, right? Yeah. And she kind of made a face that made you be like, oh. But then after that, she's been fine. I, I have a theory, guys. What if she just had an accent? Because I feel like all kind of the pissy chefs we've had that have had accents have been totally fine. Like, I've enjoyed them a lot more. So the accent mellows the bad attitude? I think it just makes it acceptable. You're like, I don't know what the cultural norms are there, you know? <laughs> so what if it was like New Jersey? I would, I would go with that. I think she just needs to talk not like she's talking, and then I'd be happy. <laughs> Any other way. Uh, so then we get into the quick fire. We uh, we heard some growling earlier about it from Kyle, so I feel like I, we can't wait. I can't wait to hear what everybody has to say about this. So the quick fire challenge today was: there's an empty kitchen with the lights turned out, not a PA in sight. They're all being recorded by remote camera. Oh, Padma, that oh really? Answers that question. I was wondering how they yeah how they didn't like get weirded out by like just. I'm the... pretty sure because they they said there's not a soul there, and I just. I got the impression from the way the cameras were moving and zooming that they were all remote cameras. What or like, if their camera crew is like Dementors or something like that? <laughs> so those are the two possibilities. It's one of those two <laughs> yeah, things. Those. I couldn't tell you which. Or maybe um, they had cameramen dressed but, perfectly like Top Chef uh, kitchen yeah, ranges. Yeah, <laughs> it's like those haunted houses where they're like standing against the wall. Yeah. Oh, you don't notice they're wearing a shirt that looks like a wall? Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, yeah, every one of them is, like, KitchenAid brand, and so you just assume they're or, a like, fixture. one of them is just, like, <laughs> a, a big wrap. box of onions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's like it's like Planet Earth, where they built a little hide in the onions, yeah. and there's an old British guy who's been cou- crouched down in the onions for six days, and this is his first sighting of chefs. <laughs> not, not cranky, because he's British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, they basically, their challenge is to figure out their own challenge. And because there's butter in the freezer, they figure it's biscuits. And um, all types of flour, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. looks like biscuits. And then they end up being right. It was biscuits. But at no point does Padma say your challenge was biscuits. Because, like, I don't, I just kept waiting for her to come out and be like, all right, you guys, your challenge was to serve me 14 hot dogs. You gave me all these biscuits. You all lose. <laughs> well, you didn't get your hot dogs on the plate. What happened, Brooke? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every one of them. I'm not seeing enough hot dog here. Would you really call this a hot dog? There's no... It's just a biscuit with corn. Yeah. Anyway, it was soups weird. What, uh, Kyle, you, you called dibs on first growl, I think. So what is... What's your... What's your, uh, what are your feelings here? I don't, get the, I don't get why it had to be dark. And why they had to act like they were scared. And that it was so similar to a horror movie that Jim Bob had seen before. Like, (laughs) it's like a horror movie in here where it's me and 15 of my coworkers uh, waiting for instructions (laughs) while it's pretty well lit and there's a clock. I guess that's maybe Saw 2. A lot of really. Yeah. A lot of free (laughs) ingredients. Yeah, rest in peace, the 15 uh, coworkers that Jim Bob lost this last year. Yeah, I remember that horror movie where there was a lot of really high-end kitchen appliances, and I just wasn't sure what to cook. Better in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is creepy. Because that doesn't normally live there. What's next? People in the freezer. Whoa. Butter is the gateway uh, freezer thing? The gateway to people. That's what they say. And also that that everyone's so so ready to just go into cook biscuits mode. Like, they're so programmed to do a quick fire that they didn't need instruction. (laughs) They came up with rules on their own and just immediately like did a quick fire with no coaching, I assume. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of right. setting the producers up to fail, right? Because they just proved that they don't need to be on set. Like they just fired know, themselves right. basically mm. from their jobs. Yeah. 
Or they all just figured out a way that they could keep getting those sweet Bravo checks without working. Yeah, yeah, they outsourced it to no one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they outsourced it to like the burnt, burnt out psyches of these competitors. Or, or, or alternative theory could it just be like daylight savings day, and like oh, they're all just an hour late. They just, yeah, they got it, they got it wrong, and like uh, you know, just the producers made lemonade out of it, right? It's like, I oh guess, yeah, this so is all part of the plan. I feel like I'm not upset about the way the challenge was, except for the ending, because if the ending was like you should have made hot dogs or um, we would have accepted anything or we were an hour late and you just did this to yourselves. Like that would have all been amazing. But the fact that their plan was, we're not going to help. We'll turn off three of the lights and then judge the biscuits. It's kind of a letdown. It was kind of an inside prank. Like as the viewer, it really didn't make a difference. It was kind of stupid. But yeah. Padma looked like she was having a yeah. great time. Padma does like yeah. pranks. I remember this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I love behind the scenes. So as soon as we saw the first time, like, a producer holding a clipboard, I was like, oh, this is new. This is very exciting. <laughs> and and here, yeah, hearing Padma listen to people do an impression of Padma, I, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like the ghost of Biscuits past. <laughs> I felt like it was too bad for the guest judge because we didn't really get an introduction to him in the same way. Yeah, we got very little. Apparently, he's good at biscuits. Yeah. Or maybe his thing with biscuits is like he like he has a restaurant that no one ever eats in, and he doesn't can't afford electricity. But every day he goes <laughs> in and makes a biscuit for nobody, and this is modeled after that. I wish there had been something more like sexual in the title of this episode, where it's like surprise biscuit or like biscuit in the dark. You know. <laughs> All yeah, let's get in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Three. This is the horror movie series. It's taking the world by storm. What if... I, I mean, the other thing is, uh, I do feel like once two people start cooking biscuits, the right game theory move is to start cooking biscuits. Because if you don't really participate... Them, right? What? Is that, it's always better to betray them. Right? For the prisoner's dilemma? The biscuit dilemma? Yeah, but this is maybe not a prisoner's dilemma. Everything's in prison. Alright, that's why you're getting, getting betrayed, Alex. Well, I would have loved it if one brave chef just made pancakes. Yeah, right. <laughs> have all this flour. Yeah. I guess, so that would be that would be fun. But I, just in general at this point, because you can't win Top Chef right now, but you could definitely lose. Yeah. Like, each day. <laughs> it's a surprise biscuit, high stakes, quick fire. Well, it would be, it would be really surprising if they, quick, they like high stakes that one and eliminated somebody. But I mean, like, if everyone makes biscuits and you make biscuits, you're probably in the middle of the pack. But if everyone makes biscuits and you make pancakes, it's, like, high risk, high reward. But also you could, like, really piss people off. I mean, like, once ever, once once four people have decided it's a biscuit challenge, it's just a biscuit challenge. Just go with it. Oh, so they could, like, you could have, like, a like a like just a, a voting block and they make anything that challenge, right? Right? It's like, like the, the teacher can't give us all detention kind of idea? Yeah. Well, if the kids ever figure out that they outnumber the teachers. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're failing math though they can't <laughs> uh man i just i don't know i was i really was let down and i just want to know what they were thinking because padma gave that explanation where she was like it's all about thinking on your feet and going with the flow or whatever like her explanation was really unsatisfying Turning cold butter into flour same thing it's very parallel here yeah i just I really want to know yeah. what they were thinking um it was a weird challenge, and also they only showed like three or four of the final biscuits. They didn't show any of the middle of the pack people. We didn't see Casey's biscuit. We didn't see Amanda's mm-hmm. biscuit. I don't like that. I like to see everybody's biscuit. <laughs> well, so um, so let's see. So tops. Uh, oh, before we tops. So Sheldon, <laughs> what do you what do you guys think of Sheldon's uh, his recipe strategy? Hilarious. Really great. If you don't know how to make biscuits, definitely copy someone who does. It's one of the few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I'll say if you're friends with that person, you know, ask them because that helps also clear up some things. Yeah. I don't know if Brooke would be like, here's how you make biscuits, but. I mean, she'd be like a little bit, right? You'd be like, hey, you, you, you know, you could be pretty, pretty please, you know, that usually works. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not in sure if his strategy in in the end did work because he did copy her, and I don't think the tops of his biscuits were going to save him. No, yeah, he no. got in trouble for he it's cut a bold off, call, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> he cut the biscuit in half and shoot, and he was like, "This is a real bad biscuit," so I cut it into two pieces, and then Penn was like, "Where's the other half?" But if it's still bad, like now no. I just have twice as many bad biscuit right. halves. Yeah, right. No, I think this is a good call actually, though. Right, if something's bad, just give him less of it. Right. 
Good point. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I, I've definitely complained at restaurants for having small portions of terrible food. Wow. It's not like, oh, this is crappy, and you really did me a service by not giving me much. <laughs> the other half was poison. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sheldon was on the bottom for that. Also, Shirley, uh, and who's, yeah, her biscuit was dense, and Jim, uh, who, okay, so Jim, the nerd, is really, like, technically good at this stuff up until this point, and after this point. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he's like, he seared his scallop on both sides, which apparently is not common, and then was like, oh, it's overcooked. Like, that seems like a weird mistake, doesn't it? Or is that, is it, I don't know okay. if it's scallops. Maybe it's like most people do one. But... This past year with 15 of his co-workers dying, all right? I think if he, if he overseared his scallop, I think you can forgive him, Alex. <laughs> he's had a tough year, no doubt. Flashbacks, and he couldn't focus on the scallop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I've already flipped it or if I haven't flipped it or if I don't flip it. I just don't want to get murdered in this beautifully appointed I'm kitchen. I'm like so confused by him in general because he's what he's the executive chef for the state of Alabama. Yep, that's correct. I believe 100 that is a job that he has, but I'm also so confused <laughs> by the specifics of it. I don't know. I mean, he tossed off some yeah. explanation that's like, I cook all the state dinners, and I'm like, but tell me more. What is your day-to-day? <laughs> and maybe for the governor every day? Yeah, like, are maybe. you just his personal chef? Is that like the White House chef? I don't know. I have questions. Yeah. These are great questions that I have not bothered to follow up on. Um, a, be- a better podcast might have looked that up, but we have not. Just a different podcast. So- it's okay. <laughs> yeah right right not better uh so uh, podcast versus the whole biscuit podcast okay. <laughs> yeah well we do try to make the show extra long because it's not good and so we want to give you enough <laughs> try to make up for it uh so at the top were brooke and katsuji surprisingly um uh, and then jamie I, I was surprised that Katsuji did well, I guess, just because they were like, this is sweet. This is really sweet. I think it was supposed to be sweet. I always make sweet biscuits. And then they're like, that's my favorite. Um, I couldn't remember. <laughs> no, I, I mean, have you had sugar? Yeah, it's pretty good. But was his biscuit the one that was just covered with a giant dollop of corn? I think so, right? Uh, yeah, that looked weird. Yeah. I remember it was sweet was. corn. Yep. Yeah, I think I remember that, too. It, uh, it was sweet corn. I Yeah, the, definitely with... Um, Honey, sweet honey butter. I like honey butter in a biscuit. I guess that's reasonable. But yeah, I think he was the one who was just like, "What if this had a lot of corn?" <laughs> Asking yeah. the deep questions, Kitsuji. It turns out it's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> well, so since you guys have just kind of binged, you said uh, Sarah and Kyle, uh, you binged this in the last few days. Um, where are you on the is Katsuji a douche or not, or is he fun? Like, which where do you guys stand on that debate right now? We've actually had a lot of talks about this, like tonight while we were reviewing for this show and i really dislike him i didn't like him much his first go around and now i'm like less charmed by him than ever yeah i i'm on the same page but what i was really surprised by is we bench it while we were back home with my family and my parents love kitsuji they think he's great they think he mixes it up and keeps everyone on their toes oh that sounds like somebody who might vote for like havoc for president they didn't but i was worried okay, okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I mean that 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 theory which is like well it's not good but it, it's telling it like it is it's well, mixing I mean, things up i guess yeah is this is this like common for them do they like like do they like the situation on the jersey shore for example like do they do they do they, do they vote for team like shit not really for some reason they really just they think kitsuji's funny yeah. I definitely have thought he was funny at times. I feel like this season is not doing him kind. I feel like yeah, it's a little mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like my are coming out hard this season. Yeah. yeah, that is what I was noticing. I didn't have a word for it. Just like his glassy shark yeah. eyes, I... while he like tells everyone how bad they are at things, and he's like, "John, you're an yeah. alcoholic. Emily, aren't you sad that you mortified yourself in front of your mentor? Like, it's just every single thing. Yeah. It's like Can... why." Katsuji talks to people he's hanging out with like he's quitting a job and then doesn't leave. Yeah. It's almost like he thinks like, well, this is my role 
I like I I choose to be the reality show villain, and I'm and so I have to like yeah maybe. go through this whole could script. We, could we just be reading cue cards from the producers? I mean, on a lot of shows, I would think yes, but I don't know about no. here. Sorry about that then, extra yeah. ding. That doesn't mean a mailbag is happening. But there is like one, like every other episode, he does say something that I like has made me laugh. So I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe this is Stockholm. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> I did. I, I have to say that when things went badly for his team, he did take responsibility for it, like the way that he took responsibility for it was really interesting to me. He took as much responsibility when his team did badly as he did when he won a, a team and then acted like John hadn't helped. Right. He's so he's always willing to take credit for stuff. I guess is what I'd say about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also. I did love stirring the pot while stirring a pot while stirring a pot. Yeah. I I love a good visual pun and uh, they like somebody was complaining that he's always stirring the pot and the camera pans over and he's there with a big spoon (laughs) and a giant pot of beans just stirring the shit. It was great. It was a good, good little, good job, magical elves. Um, So the beans. beans, Yeah. Apparently we shouldn't, we shouldn't have a hog head, glands in our beans i mean who was like i wish this had more glands that was like the worst moment (laughs) i mean i'm not like that anymore like i don't know why it tastes bad and everyone around him as one said oh that weird gland on a pig's face that tastes like garbage that we all know how to avoid (laughs) i mean i don't i don't eat pig but that's just like the most shocking thing that literally everyone knew it and no one was like watch out for that garbage gland (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's it is i I went back and forth on this like i feel bad for him because he has a kosher restaurant so he doesn't cook with pig face but also you're on top chef and you chose to cook with pig face so like Okay, but most thing, most faces that we cook with don't have garbage glands in them, right? That's like <laughs> you knew that. I guess I don't. <laughs> I I don't know. If, I keep I keep little garbage glands in both my cheeks just in case someone tries to make me into beans. I want it to be terrible. Yeah, that's for a them. Nat- the human's yeah, natural just, evolution is to create those glands for bean chef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as as like of far too late vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll get you kicked off a reality show yeah i guess like the the joke really is on like it's, it's a good pig vengeance there that we almost had almost yeah i do yeah this is uh the pig pig suma's revenge um <laughs> well and honestly they man, beans have been kind the of a pig's revenge most because they treated their pig the worst like everyone else made beautiful yeah. they did. Yeah. and then they drowned theirs in hoisin ketchup sauce yeah so so the pig ghost is like this 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 dish is confusing (laughs) i don't feel like you followed the rules of vinegar or mustard sauce garbage (laughs) gland gland. um so uh so this the elimination challenge is the whole hog barbecue challenge um rodney scott is the uh, the guest judge who's a uh, pit master uh and uh so they they get they get a whole pig and they have an overnight. Um, I, Kyle, I, I was told ahead of time that you have some strong opinions on barbecue. Before we get to that, I, I want to hear them. Before we get to that, though, how do you guys feel in general about the overnight challenges? They make anybody... me so tired. But they look kind of fun, too. They make me so tired to watch. It's hard to watch? I. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I don't know. This seemed like maybe it was easier on them than some other times. Well, at least they didn't make them have like a high stakes quick fire or a high stakes cook off oh, right after, yeah. like they did a, a few seasons in ago. In Texas, I think. Yeah, that was terrible. I think yeah, that was like one of your least favorite Top Chef moments, if I recall, is they did the overnight cook, and then they were like, "Now you two have to cook off for your lives," and they just looked the saddest I've ever seen people on TV look. Yeah, that was when Padma was like, "You guys are we mean? Yeah. <laughs> are we like, the baddies? Yeah, I think you are." Yeah, I thought we were the heroes this whole time. I thought it was the top hosts. I thought this was kind of fun because they were like making s'mores and stuff. Yeah, I don't s'mores. Know. And, and Sheldon was uh, whacked out of his mind on painkillers or placebos in his back and was taking fake selfies with his hand. That was a cute moment. Man. It was so cute. I I like them also just because they're hanging out. Like there's just a lot of like sitting in a chair watching the smoke come out and. Yeah, um, it was a low key. Yeah. It seemed like a fun camping trip. 
Yeah. I liked this one. It so, made yeah, sense so- to me. It was for, like, it makes sense in terms of the cooking process. Like, I thought it was a good technical challenge that way. I'll always go back to how BS the Texas one was with chili, because I firmly believe you do not need to stay up all night to make good chili. Come at me, haters. Do you... <laughs> I mean, do you simmer it overnight? Like, I guess I felt the same way with this meat. Was like, could they just have napped during any part of this? How it's the cold. Often, do you have to turn it? It's not. Just, it's not turning the meat like it was with the uh, barbecue in Texas. What it is is you have to keep the temperature consistent, so you constantly have to be like making more coals and then putting the coals in steadily. What I think, I think the only reason so- it was overnight is because they needed to have the meal at eleven a.m. So that they could then film all right. the like judges table and eating after right. the fact. Yeah, classic. One of those great uh yeah, barbecue breakfasts. Yeah. <laughs> um classic well that's what maybe that's why like the coleslaw or the potato salad was so unappetizing is like as a dinner item, maybe it'd be fun, but first thing in the morning, that's yeah. gross. <laughs> um I I guess even still with the coals though, can't you just like I don't know, sleep in shifts? It feels like most of them could get asleep. Yeah, I mean, that's well, we've had to babysit things before, and usually you just you make sure that one person is sequestered away from that and gets to sleep. And the other person, when you say things, you, instead of barbecuing a pig, you mean like a person? You mean yeah, like kind of like a person. A person? No. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to make sure they're sequestered. Uh, it sounded like you meant actually babysitting, like a baby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it's not called babysitting when it's yours. I don't know what it's called. Parenting? Parenting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, that's the kind of vocab you get if you slept. But uh. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about the barbecue portion of or aspect of this. So, Kyle, what are your first your bona fides for uh, barbecue? My bona fides for barbecue is I was born in High Point, North Carolina. Uh, there are multiple uh, b- biscuit barbecue uh, actual like shacks in my hometown, uh, and I've eaten pork barbecue my entire life. So uh, that those are my bona fides. Those are solid. So the shacks like the ones they went to in this where it looked like maybe it was in someone's backyard and it was only open two days a week. Yes. They did like a sample platter around and I I was surprised that they didn't seem more restaurant like. No, that's what most barbecue places are like in North and South Carolina where it's it mostly started in someone's home and then somehow became a restaurant without never ever changing the like architecture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like a grow house but for yes, pork that's 100 percent what barbecue restaurants are in north carolina so do you prefer mustard or vinegar based barbecue i think sauce? mustard-based barbecue sauces are a crime against humanity and one of the most hateful things you can do <laughs> to a person in a pig wow oh, yeah it's a strong so in north carolina on a continent uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, we're dedicating an hour to talking about. That's fair. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is Kyle. I'm happy. Oh, happy I, here, I was very excited <laughs> to come in after watching this episode because I I was up in arms. Just the. So it sounded like you didn't like the hoisin ketchup version no. either. See, what North Carolina barbecue sauce is is it's just vinegar, cayenne, maybe a little bit of ketchup, maybe a little bit of ketchup, but it's mostly just spice and vinegar. Because what should happen is when you pour the sauce on the pork, the sauce disappears and you get this like weird red dirt on top so that it just tastes spicy and tangy and then you can actually taste the pork. So anything that has that like thick ketchupy hoisin flavor, that's like the stuff that you put on barbecue sauce in the Midwest that just tastes like sauce instead of tasting like meat. That kind of makes sense. How do you? It totally makes sense. But how do you feel about like Texas barbecue or Kansas City barbecue? It's good for beef. I, it's it's because like that has such a like spicy char that I think you need some a little bit thicker to go with it, and like the texture of the meat. But when you have a really cloying, thick barbecue sauce with pork, it all gets really mushy because the pork is really tender and stringy. When you have like beef rib or you have yeah beef or pork ribs or brisket you want something that's a little bit thicker to go with like the more like toothsomeness of the meat so would you with the other two then how do you feel about the more 
mild, get a lot of pork that it seemed like Tom really liked versus the one that had a more like exciting sauce. I think both could be good since they're vinegar based. I bet the one Tom liked more would be more to my liking because as long as you get a little bit of heat and then just basically taste pork and vinegar after that, that's what I'm looking for in barbecue sauce. Yeah. Well, so uh, what about the sides at barbecue places, which I have more experience with? Um, but what are your like? What are your if you have to get three sides or not of the ones that were here? But what are your what are the perfect three sides for a Carolina barbecue? Fresh puppies. <laughs> I have to say that in because that's often the only thing I'm eating while I'm watching Kyle eat this barbecue. <laughs> just a just a mile high. Plate of hush puppies. I mean, one thing. So as like, yeah, I, as a vegetarian, I like try to tag along with most places, but barbecue places are rough because even the the good ones are like, oh yeah, by the way, we put pig fat in these other things just so that you couldn't have it. Yeah, there's pork in like. It feels there's like a vindictiveness. Yeah, it's in there's pork fat in the mac and cheese. There's bacon in the collard greens. The beans are stewed with like yeah. pork belly. And and poison face. <laughs> Sometimes poison face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's kind of hard. So, okay, so so hush puppies for yeah. Sarah. What else would uh, you order? Green beans, um, mac and cheese, and then collard greens. I go for like double greens and then uh, mac and cheese. So it's uh, a health food, basically. <laughs> yeah, you're going to a spa. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle, could I? I just looked up a high point. Uh, do you guys have the world's largest chest of drawers? Uh, <laughs> Yes, we have the world's largest chest of drawers and then the former record holder of the world's largest chest of drawers. There are two building-sized chests of drawers in my hometown. Blocked off second place, too. It's actually the furniture capital of the world. And we got a sofa there uh, from the world's biggest furniture store. I have never Was it a normal-sized sofa or was it really big? Like it if it was wow, big. that's a really big chest of drawers. <laughs> one of them has a sock hanging out of it. Did you look at the one with the sock hanging out of it or just the regular one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the one with the sock hanging out of it. I was just falling apart. I didn't understand what that was. Oh, okay. That's the one, the original 1920s chest of drawers built by the High Point Chamber of Commerce. Yes. 20 foot tall building with knobs it serves the local Bureau of Information. <laughs> Uh, the new one is over 80 feet tall. Dang, that's a lot of drawers. That might be too big. Nah, I'm glad. <laughs> Are there actually clothes in it? No, they're building. Really big clothes? Yeah, they're... <laughs> well, I mean, there's... Okay, so, so, so their drawers don't open? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question, actually, because I don't like fake records. I feel like this, in order for it to win this record, it should have to... The drawers should at least open. You can fill them with garbage or whatever, but they should yeah. open. I guess but it would be like... Three walls opening, but yeah, <laughs> but it should slide. It should slide forward if you had a big enough person. Well, I mean, there are clothes in that building unless everyone's <laughs> naked in it, and that's a different kind of record. Oh, good point. Ezra's <laughs> <laughs> always making the important distinctions. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be cool if you could just slide your office out like on a sunny day or something? Oh, oh yeah, so it's like a sunroof thing. Yeah, that would be so fun. But then if the people in the in the pants level also slide out now you can't see the sun again oh and if if only the um like if the drawers in the wrong part of the drawers all slide out together then it topples over it, and kills a unless giant child unless it's like it has to be bolted to the bolted the uh, <laughs> to the town i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to bolt it to the town so it doesn't tip over uh so uh how about you guys in northern california do you have strong barbecue opinions I didn't know that these were both options. Uh, the, the Kansas City one was the one I was most familiar with as a sauce. Yeah. Um, yeah, vinegar-based so. sauce is, is foreign to me, but, but it sounds Yeah, Kyle had good. a good pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I don't and know what, where. What are your barbecue side dishes? Oh, uh, okay. So there's this place in Tahoe that, that um, has like a good barbecue thing. I'm trying to remember. Um, I always get coleslaw. I love coleslaw. Yeah. If it's vinegary, that's fine. If it's like really mayo-y, I don't, yeah, I don't dig yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, no mayonnaise-y ones. Um, but. Uh, beans. Um, uh, collard greens also sounds good to me. Um, yeah. they, they have like a rotating uh, dessert thing though. So it's like sometimes like, 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 it's like banana pudding or like, like, uh, like apple stuff. 
But there's and like just a little bit of like pig feet shavings on it or something. <laughs> yeah, just just curls. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> banana pudding has pork rinds on top instead of Nello wafers. <laughs> oh, for crunch. Uh, yeah, for crunch. Might be good, guys. Actually, might work. Yeah. Well, isn't it like? Isn't there a name for it when it's like it's not pork rind if it's fancy? Cracklins. Cracklins. Yeah, that's the that's like fancy pork uh, rinds, right? Stinky garbage pig oh, Not fancy pork rinds. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying it was a I think it was the red team uh who had like it was like pickles and uh and braised cabbage and I was just enjoying all of the vegetable work and then their third dish was pig feet and pig head and and other pig garbage in sweet yeah, potatoes. It was trotter and face and less good. Yeah, oh god. Trotter and face are just two of the worst food words. Trotters. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh how is okay so do you do you enjoy, how do you enjoy trotters or pig face uh, i don't enjoy i don't actively enjoy trotters i don't have problems with those but i do you passively enjoy i'll them? eat them well the okay the, the <laughs> yeah. creepy thing in like uh barbecue places is they'll just have pickled pig's feet in a jar by the checkout so that's what people might oh. get like instead of a dill pickle with their sandwich they just get a road pig foot oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, am I right in saying, Kyle, that you'd prefer to have them in a jar than just, like, loose around the restaurant? <laughs> the jar is good. It's like it's a take-a-foot, leave-a-foot dish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the jar, I mean, it, it's aesthetically uh, bold. <laughs> um, but I do like pig face. Pig face is good. Fine. Oh. About pig face now. Um, so, so the uh, two of the teams do super well. Tom cleans his plates, and one team uh, they hate everything. Um, no, wait, that's not true. Amanda's uh, forgettable. That was her coleslaw, and yeah. it turns out when your team is garbage, uh, being forgettable is a really big advantage. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's high praise. During the chewing out <laughs> portion, they never mentioned her once. But so, so the problems were. Um, Katsuji's beans with additional garbage gland. Um, the pork was, oh, well, so the hoisin and ketchup sauce was terrible and inaccurate, and the pork wasn't cooked super well. And then also there was um, Sylvia's potato salad, which it looks seemed, like poop. Yeah, it looks like so. Poop. I okay. So the, here's a question for the group: uh, had, Do you feel like it makes a dish better? Or, or worse in the judging round if you stand by it. Hmm. Oh, I think it's moot. It does not matter. You think it doesn't matter at all? No, nah, man. I think. What do you guys think? I think that if you recognize that you did something wrong, that earns you points at least with Tom. Tom loves when chefs mm. come in and say, I know what I did. I could have improved and I'll do it better next time because he wants them to learn. But I don't think it actually protects mm-hmm. them, it just earns respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I agree with that. I it was so weird with Sylvia because it what 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 I paused it and I predicted to Megan. I was like, they're gonna say that this is not accurate at all for this meal. It's not the right thing for this meal, but it's delicious because she's been doing everything so well. And that they'd be like, uh uh uh, not the right potato salad, but man, that was good. Um, but Tom took a bite and said this was terrible. And that wasn't just like, well, it's good, but you don't call it potato sauce. That was, he said it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, they gave some more what ha- And then she's, the whole time she's like, that's what I wanted. It's how I wanted it to be. I like it. This is what I do. And they said it was, Gail kept saying like slimy and gross. Like, how could she not recognize how bad it was? Maybe because she'd been up all night. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> the 36th hour. Maybe her taste buds are a little, a little sleepy. Yeah. And if you're like, you don't know if you're on breakfast or lunch or dinner and you're kind of out of it. Like, yeah. It could be just totally off. And if he, yeah, if he had had it for dinner, maybe he would have liked it a little better. And who knows where she was on her timing in the day. Right. Right, Plus she's still on uh, GMT. Well, from the looks of it, it looked like they just really didn't like how it tasted at all. Because I thought it sounded really good when they were talking it up. I liked the like, I hate mayo. So I thought potato salad with like a nice vibrant like green sauce would taste better. But they didn't touch it. They licked everyone else's plates clean. And there's yeah. like a mound of potato salad on every plate when they like cut to commercial. 
Yeah. Yeah. They did criticize her for not having mayo or, you know, for not serving the traditional potato salad. Um, but I think that if it had tasted good, they wouldn't have minded. Right. Um, it, it just seemed like it was really gross. Yeah. They, they yeah I guess I'm just thrown off. Beans by then. I'm just thrown off by how much she was into it. Even in like Last Chance Kitchen, she was like, I like it. Yeah. That was weird. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what do you think, though, across the board? Obviously, the bad taste of that is kind of hard to ga- gauge from here. But, like, what's the bigger crime? Uh, I'll start with you, Kyle, because I, I, it seems like you might be more torn about this than people who have never tried hoisin sauce barbecue or don't like the vinegar version. But what's the bigger crime? Uh, your beans taste like poison. Your potato salad is slimy and gross and not American enough. Or you got hoisin ketchup on your barbecue. And it's It's like the opposite of Sophie's choice because you want... To kill all the kids, <laughs> <laughs> but if I can only get Sophie's saw, what is the? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, the judge is like, look, you could only kill one of these three kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd go. I personally, because I care that much about the pork, I'd go with the sauce because, like, I I really got struck by this watching the episode two of just seeing them like cut a pig apart defacing this carcass so that we could consume it and then one team had the gall to like cook it wrong and put an awful sauce on it and make it taste like crap like it i i really buy into the whole like respect the food respect the like soul of the food when you're cooking it except for when you see the actual body of an animal get slowly simmered down until it can be pulled apart overnight so that 150 <laughs> Southerners and Darius Rucker can have a fun time at a little, like, five-song concert. <laughs> like, three pigs gave their souls for that, and one was not respected. So, so another way to make, without making me so queasy, is you could say, the main dishes are more of an issue to you than the side dishes being bad? <laughs> yes, that, that does actually match up pretty well. Usually, yeah. Uh, what about you, Hath? What, do you feel the same way? To me, the bigger issue was the beans, because that had to do with knowledge of the product. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. To me, I always go back to like the food knowledge, because I think you can, I, it, what Top Chef, the great thing about Top Chef is you can sell anything if it tastes good, it seems like. Uh, and that one was yeah. just like, it tasted bad and it demonstrated that he didn't have knowledge of the product. I mean, again, he's a kosher chef, but if he didn't feel comfortable butchering pork, then there were other people there who obviously did know what was going on, you know. So he didn't ask for help when he didn't have knowledge of the product, but assumed he had knowledge of the product and then used it badly. And that, to me, was like more of a bad, like, poor cooking move as a chef than the other two mistakes. I was there was a weird experience dynamic with him and John because John was making this mac and cheese that he normally does with um, AP flour because he's in a hurry so he can't say the words. Um, <laughs> yeah, or or maybe just that uh, that flour was too good for honors classes. But they he like he just uses uh, xanthan gum and he's like I've never tried this maybe it'll make my mac and cheese tastes like glue and it worked great and it was the best thing that ever had and katsuji was like i haven't ever cooked with pig face i hope there's no garbage gland <laughs> and then it did not turn out as well for him but it, like both of them seemed like they were firing in the dark and john had a hit and katsuji missed it was like right. that's i i agree with you about that 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 feels embarrassing for a top chef to be like i didn't know there was such a gland that, There's a lot of glands I don't know about, guys. I just got, I want I want to be upfront about this now in case everyone. <laughs> I don't think I could name two glands. Yeah, I mean I can't. I can barely put any beans at all. Pig garbage. Let alone beans from scratch <laughs> with a delicious sauce overnight, while a pig is yeah, as Kyle put it, slowly decomposing next to me on a grill. But I just feel like that's one of those things where if you set out to do something like that and it's like. A, a butchery issue that you have resources around for you got to use those resources mm-hmm. yeah 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 I, I, absolutely uh, that i i definitely felt like it was his turn also because i'm sick of him and i wanted him to go home yeah, I'm, uh, I'm i was really <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i'm uh, so sad to see sylvia go because yeah, even sylvia. Dish, she's a great chef and she was fun it's not her fault that she had her birthday there 
you know? I know the birthday right? curse is back. Okay, yeah. So we gotta we gotta wrap it. Let's talk about the birthday curse really fast because uh, so there's a birthday curse, right? In that it's happened twice, maybe. I think it's I think it's like four or five times actually. But they, they didn't show all the clips. They but. only showed two in the show, and then in Last Chance Kitchen, they did the same compilation with just the two. I'm gonna I'm gonna. We're going to keep on talking, but I'm going to find like three other times it happened. <laughs> if it really has happened five times, that might be enough. But as Megan pointed out, like they probably are only showing us the clips where someone said it was their birthday and then they got eliminated. Like just the numbers are some people are having birthdays and not going home. Right. They're just not counting those. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It does seem a little manufactured, but it was it was interesting that she had because she's been doing so well. Yeah. And then it was her birthday, and she she really didn't do when well. When you say interesting, do you mean possibly supernatural? Ooh. Like cursed? Could be. <laughs> it was that interesting? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I feel weird about it. I love it if there's a curse. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all about a good curse. You guys know. If there's one thing I stand for, it is an effective curse. But so it's garbage food and a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bad food and curses. Those are the, my two favorite things. Uh, but I'm skeptical of this one. Yeah, maybe it just like great else? for okay. ratings. Maybe people just love curses, <laughs> mm-hmm. so every they do every show is trying to get that sweet curse money in. All of those mummy <laughs> movies. I'm sure something else that I can't think of. A lot of curses. The new mummy movie. Uh, the curse it's is the lore. Jake Scorpion, that hit movie we all love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the Steve Weber sitcom Cursed. Yeah, man, all of these things are just raking in the dollars. <laughs> uh, as did you find five more? I don't know. Who are the ones we had? Leah? Arnold Mint uh, on uh, episode. Yeah, Leah. And then someone else who I, I don't remember who else. All right. Oh, and then in the first cut, there was Stefan, but it was like, Stefan, it's your birthday. And he was like, I don't care. I'm a jerk. And then they never showed him getting eliminated. So it may have just been his birthday and not a curse. <laughs> <laughs> they may have expanded to just any time it was a birthday. Birthday, comma, curse. Both well, just... You know what else is... all Because the show films in the summer, these are all people who did... Ha- like, their birthdays were already a curse because they didn't get cupcakes in class. Yeah, that's oh, that's real. Ditto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have... My birthday's in early September, so it was always like, first week of class... No one likes me yet, and it's my birthday, and everyone's like, hey, why are we doing this you? For know, you? you can try to convince me that that is worse, but you're never going to convince me that that is worse. <laughs> well, uh, I, I definitely would not try to convince you, but also, in hindsight, it may have been optimistic to say, no one likes me yet. No. <laughs> All right. With, with that, it is now time for our mailbag. So we used to just have a bell sound, and now it's gotten a little out of control. <laughs> it used um, to just be a bell. Uh, but here's what I've learned. Can I report back from my, from my uh, research? Yes. TopChefBirthdays.com seems to be an adorable um, uh, like party thing where you can have uh, cooking birthdays for your kids. <laughs> you, can have, you can have Pizza Palooza. You have a glitzy, glamour sleepover. You have a Mexican fiesta. Something called Little Meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm a little creeped out by Little Meatballs, but um, good find us. Does get better or worse if there's an apostrophe? So, uh, oh man, their Instagram is really cute. All right. Anyway, um, so that, that good learning. Um, also, <laughs> as can you update me on whether or not you hate the Ding song? I am back in. Because <laughs> it's nice to have other people who are enjoying it. It's kind of like why you have kids, because like you, you get to experience like you know, the wonder through their eyes, you know? <laughs> That's why you do that? That's why. Yeah, a, a lot of... I, a, a shocking number of people have written in and said that they love the Ding song and were sad when it didn't appear in an episode. So, new popular podcaster, the annoying Ding song I found on YouTube. <laughs> Um, anyway, so that sound means it's time for the mailbag. Uh, just a couple quick pieces of mail that I want to uh, I want to get in here. Um, so Jane on Facebook wrote, uh, "If Romeo served a rose by any other name, Padma would tell him to pack his knives and go." Which there's more to this, but I just want to appreciate that for a second. 
Yeah. That's good. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's more Tom than Padma, but yes, I, I still do love that. Um, but so Jane, Jane asks, do you think it's uh, this is a respect for some sort of authenticity and diner ex- expectation and experience, or is it just nitpicking? How do you guys feel about the naming stuff properly issue? I think they're uneven about it. Sometimes it's important. Sometimes it's not. I don't know. It is weird to get a contestant from another country and then be like, do you not know what an American North Carolina specific barbecue side dish potato salad is supposed to taste like? I mean, that maybe that felt a little nitpicky to me. But also they wouldn't have cared or said that if it was amazing. So. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of moot. Just I guess the only time it, it did kind of seem like with the Bon Me, was that last week? Was it, a couple weeks, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. The, the, where it was like everyone was perfect. And so they had to send somebody home for not for calling something a Bon Me that wasn't quite a Bon Me. Uh, that's one where it felt like it actually, the stakes were higher. But that was just because everything tasted but so that good. Was it's like a tiebreaker. They admitted that yeah. that decision was nitpicking and everything was so yeah, good. Yeah. That's true. Um, I feel that traditionally it comes into play whenever it's like a menu-based challenge, like during Restaurant Wars or when they're saying we're giving you these four items and then you come up expecting uh, potato salad and then they give you something that isn't potato salad. It's either like a situation where the chefs are promising something that they don't deliver, which is like the restaurant experience. If yeah. you order a steak and you don't get a steak, that's like critical to being a chef. But then otherwise, it's like, I haven't thought about it in those terms, but if I ordered a bon me and you gave me like, or if I ordered potato salad and I got that, it, if I had asked for it, that would bum me out more. Yeah. I think that's Tom's. I feel like on this show, it, I'd never. Yeah. It's the restaurant experience. He thinks that chefs are responsible for providing an experience. It's both the chefs, but also like kind of making a promise to the diner and following through on that. We've said this before, I think, or this is Ezra's theory, which is that you should just call it something that he has no expectations for. So if it was, or it's very, it's very accurate. So if she called that slimy green potato goop, Tom would have been like, wow, it actually kind of like was way better than I expected from that name. They should call everything trash fish. This it season. wasn't slimy enough. <laughs> yeah. It could have been slimier. I like the yeah. Really, you really didn't hit me over the head with that slime. <laughs> right? The slime's not coming through as much as I'd like. Um, uh, let's see. Also from the mailbag. Um, uh, oh man, uh, Sean asks: Did anyone else? Uh, did it seem to anyone else that they were using a lot of sorghum this week? Yeah. yeah. What's up with sorghum? <laughs> also, if uh, we I don't remember it. this at all, so it was all season they're using sorghum like in a lot of quick fires and challenges. It's like the new sunchoke. Oh, but it's a oh yeah, sunchoke was popular for a little in bit. In terms of trendy, yeah, yeah. You, you, it's not it's not an equivalent substance. You don't yes. don't put don't put sorghum in all your sunchoke <laughs> <laughs> dishes. It's not, a, not, not a replacement. Not a replacement. Um. There's uh, a place in L.A. that, like, they're big on sorghum, and they're like, hey, if we just had sorghum instead of rice, they think it would, like, solve, like, a lot of the world water issues, because, like, it requires way less water, apparently. Uh, I wish I liked sorghum. I don't know. What is is sorghum like? It's like a a grain type thing. Like, it's like... Oh, it's like crappier quinoa is how I tasted it. It's a little... (laughs) it's, It's a little sour... I don't know. Oh. It's um, yeah. It's I don't oh. know. Australian Africa. It's hard to describe. Yeah. If so, if you had served it and said this is crappier quinoa, then it would probably live up to my expectations. Yeah, no. It it you'd be like, oh man, it totally is. This is <laughs> God. Have a second. Give me seconds, okay, right? Because so- across the board, I feel like quinoa is the worst grain. So. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah. I, I like pulled it. it. I pulled an Ezra and looked up sorghum online. Uh, and found and found a cute cooking show or thing. Yeah, it's called Low Meatball Sorghum Company. <laughs> and I was about to say something very stupid yet also very smart, which was that I always thought sorghum was sugar, but that's because I'm thinking of it in its syrup form, which is how it's often used. And that might also be oh, why it's been used in a lot of things go. this season because it's like a southern alternative to like honey or sugar and stuff so i think it's being used as like a sweetening agent or something to add like a sweet flavor but there's also sorghum flour that they may be using in replace of like grits or cornmeal 
Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. I am gonna have to try this because maybe I. I don't know. I have, maybe like some sorghum. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna type in sorghum in, in Yelp uh, in Portland and see what I get for you, Alex. We'll, we'll okay. Good luck. While you do that, um, then I'm gonna read one more mailbag. It's, All right. Somebody wanted to pop oh, in. Oh, sorghum's what? also gluten free, so. Uh, maybe it's just having a big mm-hmm. moment for all those GF heads out there. <laughs> GFHs. Um, while we while you do that, is I'm going to talk one more mailbag. This is from Danielle, uh, who is. We're going to talk a little bit more about personalities than food this time. So uh, glad Sheldon managed to stay in, aside from Brooke, who's been killing it, and surely he's one of my faves. Um, we agree with that here in Portland, right? Oh yeah. I really like Sheldon a lot. And I liked how when um, Emily was being, uh, when Katsuji was being mean to Emily uh, because of her beans uh, not being cooked uh, through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Sheldon was like, yeah, that was rude. That's why we're just not going to talk about it anymore. We're just going to let it go. And I thought, oh, that's so, that's so wise. Yeah. He, yeah. He did a real good job with that. Yeah. You guys also like Sheldon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm super concerned about his back because I've had a herniated disc and it's not a thing that like came up. Like he said, he threw, he like got a herniated disc, like carrying a pan and that's, you know, the straw that broke Sheldon's back. That is the, the last of a, you've been hurting your back for a while and then you get a herniated, the herniated disc is like, it's not like, oh, if you just hadn't carried it that way, it's that that was just bad long term back problems. Yeah, I think, I think he said it had happened to him once before. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. He was carrying a pan before and then uh, like, yeah, pan of noodles, and he was out for like a year. I mean, it's bad, and so I, even though he managed to like play through and w- do this challenge, I like this is going to be a long term issue, and uh, I'm super glad he didn't have to leave. I like him a lot, and I think he seems like one of the best chefs. Uh, it's just sad to see somebody who's like probably making their bad back a lot worse. That's and you know what they tough. did? They had him. He helped carry half a pig out of the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let him not lift something. He's oh man, I felt bad. Um, um, hey Alex, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have a tough time sending you places for sorghum, uh, but no. you can get some uh, some gluten free um, baked goods uh, at Sweet Pea Baking Company. Um, oh sure, but usually it's coming up. Basically, the only time I'm seeing it for any review is just too much sorghum flour. Is very common actually. Uh, well, and Sweet Pea is a, like a vegan gluten free type bakery where people are like expecting the food to taste bad, yeah. so that might be a perfect place for it. Uh, you can also go to Whole Foods and get two kinds of organic sorghum. So uh, Bob's Red Mill, you know, oh, even, sure. uh, famous Portland uh, milling company. Yeah, the groundbreaking brewing. It looks like it's gluten-free uh, beers, so you can do sorghum sure. there. Uh, and maybe this Vancouver Pizza Company, uh, right. Pigeon, maybe. Well, keep me posted. Yeah. Um, don't actually. So I'm, I'm done. Fun fact about Bob's Red Mill, though, they had their like 25th anniversary party a few years ago, and it was only open to people named Bob, but it was free and catered. Yeah, they had a huge Bob party that my friend Bob went to. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Good. All right, a couple yeah. more quick things, for, quick hits from Danielle. Um, I still don't like Emily, and go figure, she was the worst part of the otherwise terrific output from the yellow team. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you get saved by being on a good team because you were standing near them or they didn't hate you or however they pick teams when there's no knife block. <laughs> we don't know what, what laws rule when there's no knife block. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, she said, John has been a, such a pleasant surprise this season. Agreed. Uh-huh. Yeah. His, his arc is going up and up. I mean, I, I still stock, don't like I him. Now. <laughs> I, think I still don't like him, but I was expecting to hate way more. I think you just push it all way down and it's going to come out like around restaurant wars around mm. that time of the season like he's gonna oh, yeah. he's got room to do some yeah. dirty deeds well and we did see today uh brooke i think was just being exhausted by listening to him talk like he wasn't a jerk but he just and i yeah, oh yeah when you're tired and somebody doesn't stop talking it's so much harder than like normal day when you're just like getting your work done and he's talking yep. a lot mm-hmm. um oh we did have one more thing i wanted to add which was from uh at two way Anyway, Paula um, on on Twitter says, uh, I liked Silva better when he kept quiet. Douche alert. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was even, I felt like in that moment, it was like he was good. And then he got like, it was good, good, good. And then ugh, like every time I like somebody, they ruin it for me. Could that have been the edit? I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I'm asking because I'm not sure. It seemed like there weren't really like they. Didn't, I don't remember them changing like angles or it's like that. No. That segment happened unless he like yeah. right after the cut he was like, you know what? I understand how that would have been frustrating. I way overstepped there. Uh, here's a puppy. Yeah. That's not even <laughs> saved it. But I feel like yeah. And since we don't that, see the puppy in the next scene, then she obviously killed it. What? <laughs> oh no! Douche alert! It was forgettable. One on one interviews because she feels the most comfortable with them and trusts them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so Silva was doing. He he was the hoisin sauce, if you don't remember. And he um, was uh, like kind of like quietly bossing Amanda around, like in not even like it, like not aggressive, but just in a really condescending way that was just. Gross. Yeah, I think That's, those are, those are microaggressions, right? Is that what that is? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, that's I, bordering I on macro. I don't know. It was mediocre. I don't know. It was, it was definitely aggressions. Got it. Yeah, yeah. It was aggressive. I mean, it was just yeah. He did, like telling a world class chef who's on a high level co- competition show that she should put her cabbage in the other side of a hotel pan because that's how he does it like it just yeah and the joke was on him because hers was forgettable and, and <laughs> they remembered terrible, all too well his yeah. his was glaring yeah that's totally true yeah um so then real quick just to wrap things up last chance kitchen so sylvia gets eliminated um and then she gets to hang out with uh the guy she slept with a couple episodes ago probably the tall guy hey what do you remember that they shared a really intimate moment in one of the there what? were vibes for sure. That's what we were theorizing as well. There were Sam gives off of... the vibe that he's hooked up with everyone he's ever met. He's just a sexual. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Right, on and... the podcast now, raise your hand if you hooked up with Sam when you met him. <gasps> All right. Yeah. Now we know. Um. So the uh, it's like Sylvia seemed like they, I don't I mean I'm sure, it's probably more likely that they were just flirty and they barely spent any time together but um, they did like when when he came walking in they had this sort of sly like yeah we've we've been here before kind of feeling to them so I thought that was fun and there was this was kind of one of the sloppier last chance kitchen challenges I felt because it was like lucky food because it was her birthday six months ago and yes. So you had to do seven ingredients, and there was a cake that you couldn't use, and it was like stuff that's lucky, like kale, because it's good for your heart. It was really that felt weird to me. The but, weirdest thing was the color, the frosting colors they chose for the cake. Yeah, was like, uh, that was I don't know, blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, my favorite thing. Anyway, so they both cooked the same ingredients, but one with bronzino and one with pork chops, and Sylvia won, as far as I can tell, because Tom chose her randomly. He didn't seem like he even preferred either one. He was like, uh, Sylvia. What were you going to say, Carl? Oh, what I like was uh, how they noticed that Sam always has to duck under the last chance kitchen sign. And I yes. Like- <laughs> I had just said something about it when the uh, the, the peanut gallery started making well, fun like of that. Well, the idea that that might be something the producers are doing if someone's in last can- chance kitchen for too long, they like start putting obstacles for one Oh yeah! <laughs> the game makers they turn against yeah, him. Sylvia starts makers. going too far. They'll have like trip wires. Yeah, <laughs> but some, but they're low enough that they're just like above Sam's gate if he needed to. Yeah, it's just right at her level. It's harder to get someone short without taking out the tall people. Uh, I, you can. Well, what do you do? Other things, right? Let, let's let's brainstorm, guys. You show. just start making the counters higher and higher, yes. so that they're yeah. like, oh, I can't. Quite reach. Yeah. All the knives are very heavy. Ooh, um, or you just have like one of those like you must be this tall to ride the last Aww. chance kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> too bad. Anyway, normally I love last chance kitchen. This one felt really blah to me, but except mm-hmm. for the like possible personal undertones. Yeah, forgettable uh, as a kale salad yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> exactly. You were totally wrong, but whatever it was is the right answer. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's it. We're going to wrap up. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back again next week. Um, I didn't watch the tre- the teaser, so I'm not right. sure what's happening. But I bet another episode. That's what I'm going to put my money on. <laughs> Very likely. I don't I think it's over cooking. yet. I bet Pat is wearing something different. Oh wait, I think I think Sheldon might have more back pain. Actually, I do remember oh, part of the teasers. Slipping and falling on the ground during the quick fire. I'm very worried. <gasps> oh, oh no! 
no. He goes down hard. I hate that. He goes down like a mm. hotel pan full of noodles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he goes down like a like a little meatball. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like a one-on-one interview comfort puppy. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little dark. Anyway, uh, so uh, we'll be back to talk about all of that next week. As always, we'd love your feedback for the mailbag. Uh, read dash uh, Whoa, geez. Packyourmics.com or on Facebook.com slash packyourmics or on Twitter at packyourmics, I think. Probably. <laughs> you guys will find it. Google us. We're around. Or Bing us and you'll get there Bing eventually. Us. Yeah. That's how, <laughs> I found, that's how I found Top Chef uh, uh, birthday. I bet you did. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you so much, uh, Sarah and Kyle, for joining us. Yes, thank you guys. Thanks for having us. I'm sorry about all the technical difficulties and dogs. We are technically flawless podcast. Always have been. Well, right on cue, our dog starts crawling and barking in the background. Um, (laughs) Thank you for having us. It's so fun to talk about this show. Our dog agrees. He wants to talk about it. Yeah, I'd love to hear his opinions on barbecue. My guess, he's for Yeah, he it. likes it. He's just yelling, pork, pork, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll eat the bad beans. Yeah, give, give me the glands. Yeah, give care. me that stinky gland. I love it. <laughs> yeah, most my all my best friends are assholes. I'm familiar with stinky things. All right, and, and thanks uh, in Northern California, uh, other Sarah and Ezra. Yay. Yay. Thanks for staying up late. And uh, thanks for being here, Megan. Thank you, Alex. You live here. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, be we'll talk to everybody next week. Uh, oh, man. That joke would work better if my soundboard loaded faster. <laughs> just leaves you hanging. Pretend they just played the Ding-A-Ding song, I guess. How did that not work? <laughs> Do you want... That was in the right Wow, three times? <laughs> Two and a half. It faded out. I, had a fi- I figured out how to fix those, and then I just didn't do it yet. <laughs> I, I don't even. All right. Bye, guys.